It's time to get your morning started with the news you need to know. News update. This is what's trending with DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. It's good. Sometimes you feel it could be even a little longer the pounding your body takes, whatever 55 games we played, 60 games. But I think the break is good for mentally kind of get away and spend time with your families. And then I think that's a good recharge button. We had a really competitive practice today. Just everybody was excited to get back and get back to work. That's Lowry Markinen. They're back to work tonight at home against the Charlotte Hornets. They had a week off, PK. It's go time, and the schedule sets up. They need to start piling up some wins here in these next few games. This guy Lowry is an easy guy to like. Seems to say all the right things. Like, yeah, a good time to be with family, but now we're back. We're ready to go. Yeah, I'd love to play in the All-Star game. It was a privilege and all that stuff. And playing a three-point shooting contest that if they invited me back, I'd go. I want to win here. He's like a, a Rudy Gobert kind of guy. And Rudy Gobert cemented his relationship with his fan base because his fan base, that's what they want to hear. They want to be loved back. They want to be thinking that, man, I love you guys and you love us back. You love being here. You love playing a kid's game, making millions. What's there not to love? I don't need no sourpuss. Back in the world is the burden of the world is on his shoulders. Now, he's an easy guy to get behind. And that's saying a lot because, you know, he did spend some time in Tucson. Now, fortunately for him, it wasn't very long. So he was able to. It didn't wreck the way he thinks. Right, right. You get Once you get over like six months in Tucson, you're, you're gone. And that didn't happen for him. But he's a fun player to watch and. Yeah, it seems to be like somebody you can really cheer for. You may never get the chance to cheer for Otto Porter Jr. He is not with the team. There's some expectations that he's been given permission to return home and plot what he wants to do next with regards to possibly taking a buyout. I'm going to miss him. (laughs) The Otto Porter era. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be here anyway. I mean, it's, it didn't seem like it was uh, picks that they made the deals for. Not Otto Porter Jr. Who's the the young fellow with the funky hair, Lewis? Maybe, maybe something's there, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see, not expecting much. Jazz tonight, pregame at six o'clock, tip off at seven, right here on the Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. When LeBron retires, you know, the face of the league, that's tough. But, you know, we win a championship. I got something to say about it. I know that. That's Jason Tatum on the who will be the face of the NBA post LeBron James. Who will it be? I don't know there needs to be a singular person. Could be the Joker. Has it just happened a couple of times? And Embiid. How many times have we had a face of the league? Uh, well, it was Magic and Bird. Then it was Jordan. Then it was, I don't know, was it Shaq? Shaq and Duncan? Shaq and Kobe? Kobe, Kobe has to be there. You have to have a personality. And that's three guys all at one time. Right. So. Nothing against Tim Duncan. I mean, you are who he you won, are. He won a lot, but he was not a big personality. Right. Right. And that's that's fine if that's not who you are. I mean, nobody in San Antonio cares. And then it was LeBron. I mean, was yeah. there anybody else who could possibly qualify as the face of the league? And to your point, there have been times when there have been two or three guys, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I can go with LeBron, but even LeBron had some assistance. I mean, I can make a case. Jane, Dwayne Wade was a valuable member yep. of the league, and I'm sure there were others that I'd have to go back and match Dirk Nowitzki, Duncan was still playing when yeah. LeBron was in Miami, so, obviously. So I don't know when he retires that they need a specific face of the league because the the sport now has advanced itself. I'd prefer not to have a face of the league because then when that player goes, then you're not losing the face of the league. You want several guys. You want you want a host of players that fans can get behind. And LeBron, to a degree, not for me, but he's been a polarizing figure. He's decided that he needed to be a leader in certain causes that have nothing to do with basketball, and that's his right. I don't really care what LeBron James thinks on anything for that. He's a basketball player to me. It's not a shut up and dribble. It's just... I don't necessarily value his opinion on social issues no more than I do the man on the moon. And to me, he has no influence over me. But for some people, he does. And that's fine. I mean, this is is America, man. He's got that right to speak his mind. And with that in mind, when he goes, to an extent, I'll be sad because it's a passage of time. It's marking another day that's closer to my death. And, you know, but there'll there'll be other players who will come along. There always are. If, if you're into it, if you're not into it, what difference does it make? Well, do you want one or do you want rivals to the top? I mean, is it LeBron or is That's it LeBron and Steph? I want four, five, six guys. I think it's better for the game that way. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Why do people take social media so serious? Like, but like why, why are you following the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. Justin Fields didn't want to hear about Trade possibilities for him, and will he stay or will he go? So he unfollowed the Bears and the NFL on Instagram, so he didn't see and hear all that stuff. Who's EQ? Elders Corp? Yes, Elders Corp. No, Equinemius St. Brown. The, so the three brothers, they have a podcast together. And like did you know that, they, they, that the dad just changed that name? It was Brown, but yeah. he wanted more attention, so he Saint put the Brown. same in there. Yep. It's not really their names. And they all have, like, Egyptian god names, Amun-Ra and... Sounds like something you eat, isn't it? Noodles? Get some ramen, you know. He went to SC. He's probably the best of the three. Raiders coach Antonio Pierce said the team is embracing their inner bad boy, their Detroit Piston bad boy, when they face Patrick Mahomes moving forward. We've got the Jordan rules. What I'm calling from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Mahomes, not Mahomes. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he became Michael Jordan, Air Jordan? The Pistons used to whoop his ass. Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, feeling him, love taps. We touched him. We're not mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. Yeah, well, his ass will be gone by 2027. (laughs) I mean, this is just gimmick stuff. A lot of talk, talk, talk. You have the team, you don't have to talk like this. Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it lasting. It was a buzz that caught a little fire, and it's not like they were just so dominant. I, I just don't see it working. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag college football. You said your dad went to Kevin Sumlin. Yep. And says for $3 million. We're staying for two more. Now, you do realize this is prior to NIL. I agree. This, this, so this is a backroom deal. Went on for 30, 40 years before. For my security, if something happens for two years down the road. Right. And my dad did this without me knowing. And I ain't mad at him about it for right. nothing. It's right. the way the business worked back then. Right. There was a bag man. There was a bag man at LSU. There was a bag man at Bama. There was a bag man at every school right. around the country if you were competing for a national title. It is what it was. And it was always that way until we're into the NIL portion of everything now. That's Johnny Manziel, the former Texas A&M quarterback. His dad playing the role of Bagman for him. I didn't know. Don't penalize me, but he did it. Of course, none did. of us really doubt any of that happened. But I've been saying it for years. Money was changing. If hands. you're on the beat, you knew it. It's just the way the world. Yeah. Former Alabama coach Nick Saban said he isn't retired from doing his part to help bring some reform, uniformity, and common sense to college football and the lingering chaos surrounding the sport. What he will do remains to be seen, but he will speak out and be a leader. Uh, sure, he wants to be, and the stuff he says I'm fine with, but just don't know that it changes. College football athletes starting to receive contracts from EA Sports to sign an NIL deal to have themselves be in the upcoming release of EA Sports College Football 25 later this summer. Players who opt in will make $600 and get a copy of the game. Nearly 11,000 athletes expected to copy it. Well, that's to, uh, student athletes who opt in, not players. Okay. And Nick even mentioned about, and I've been saying that for years, is student athletes the dumbest term I've ever heard. And he... he that there's no such thing as student-athlete. And uh, I, I agree with him. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Now Miami will attack centrally to Messi. Messi tries to slot a ball through. Here's a shot, and it goes right through McMathen in. Oh, a soft goal. McMathen's going to want back. Miami's got the lead. Taylor scores in the 39th minute. Messi long run forward to Suarez, and there is a pass to Gomez, and he scores. Diego Gomez gets off the deck, and he gets the second goal. 84th minute. That ought to put it away for Miami. And it did. 2-0 was the final. RSL beaten in the opener. They looked nervous or in awe or not nearly aggressive enough, whatever it was, especially in the first 10 minutes. They could barely put five passes together. It took about 10 minutes to do that. Played better in the second half, but did not finish their chances. Miami was busy giving the ball away in the first 20 minutes of the second half, but RSL couldn't put it in the back of the net. Had their chances, but couldn't do it. Oh, you put it in the side of the net, you'd be just as happy. I know you have to go with the soccer jargon to make people think you really love the sport. I appreciate what you're doing there. You're welcome. Uh, keep fooling them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Z-Mac, come on. Man, I mean, uh, the ghost of Bill Buckner here. Through the wickets. I went through his hands, but same thing. RSL back in action Saturday. They will face St. Louis. It's the... Uh, Six o'clock start for that one. And then uh, RSL will come home for the home opener after that. DJ and PK. Golf. PGA Tour south of the border this week. The Mexico Open. Tony Finau, the defending champion. Patrick Fishburne, another guy with local ties, will join him in the field this week. I've played that course. 
And how is it? Lousy. <laughs> Jeez. Too long? Dog, dog track. Well, I don't play for their their, their tees. Oh. <laughs> PK from the tips. <laughs> That's not my game by any stretch. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a, the Jazz used to do uh, advertising with them. So they sent me down there. And I was down there for about five days. It was awesome. Cancun, hello. Well, it's Puerto Vallarta, but... Okay. Different trip for you. Sorry, my bad. That's what's trending. There are your headlines. Mike Smith, jazz analyst for Smith Entertainment Group. will be joining us at 9 o'clock. You see him on the pre-half and post-game TV shows. We will talk jazz basketball with him. Yach's working on something else. Do you want to speak of this aloud, or will you jinx it? What are the odds, Yach? Um... 2080? It's like talking about the no-hitter. Don't talk about the no-hitter. Okay. We'll talk about the no-hitter. The show goes on with or without them. Question of the day is next because the show will go on. The All-Star break is over, which brings up an excellent question about the Utah Jazz, and we will get to that next. Stay with us. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. We're in Big 12 country now. You know what's really relevant in the Big 12? College basketball. And if the local programs can step up to the competition level, man, we're in for college basketball being really relevant around here and hopefully to stay. And good for BYU for kicking in the door. I didn't think they'd beat Baylor in their first year. Baylor is a upper echelon program. And BYU's beaten Baylor in their first year. Hats off to that program for meeting the challenge. Khalifa, obviously the big story with his best outing of the season and got BYU some easy baskets and then the other thing that BYU did very well is they won the math equation which is if you're going to let us hit 14 threes you're going to lose and that's a smart design from Mark Pope there's a lot of good going down in Provo in the basketball department and got to give him credit I 100% admit I was skeptical about it and what a year here Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen with 30 years of serving Utah. Well, you just heard Lowry Markin and talk about the rest of the season. The All-Star break is over. The question for fans, what do you expect from the Jazz the rest of the way? D.C. Johnson laughs at this question. L-O-L. Questionable DMPs from questionable injuries to Lowry, Sexton, Collins, etc. Same thing as last year. Jeremy says, a lot of losses, most likely. Jim says, losses. They'll move into a top 10 draft position. If that's the case, it'll make me go crazy. Crazy. Not prepared for some L's down the stretch here. I'm very much prepared for some W's. How many of them in the final? 32. 26. Well, you're not going to get 32. They played 26 games. Well, you're not including the postseason. I, I am. I am not. It's <laughs> no, your problem, not mine. And No, you aren't. The heck I'm not. You do not expect him to make the postseason. You have already said that. I remember you saying it. Well, you expected them to be over 500. Can't you readjust? I have. Thank I expected him before five hundred before Thank the trade. You. Thank you. But you're adjusting the goals higher after the trade. That makes no sense, and you know it. And you know it. Let's see what they got, man. Tony says, "I want to see the team move towards team play, 
I want to see key players getting involved more, and I want to see less lazy, lazy defense, and I want to see less hero ball offense. Enough of the isolations for Tony. Well, that's all negative, 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 Let's man. see the ball move. I want to see positive, positive, positive. Why are we so down? Make no sense to me. Four-game losing streak and a couple of trades would be my guess. Oh, that's in the past, man. Not for D-Ray Palmer. D-Ray says, uh, 12 more draft picks. Can you have a starting five made up with the only draft picks? Would the highest draft pick jump center? I sense the sarcasm there, D-Ray. the tallest draft pick will jump center. Dyson says the smart Jazz fans realize the best thing they can do is lose as many games as possible. The Jazz are in the absolute worst place to be in the NBA. Not good enough to compete, but not bad enough to get a superstar in the draft. Yeah, but are superstars available in the draft? How many times are superstars available in the draft? I want you, during the break, go back from 1965 through all (laughs) drafts. Well, how many superstars have been in the NBA? Because at some point, weren't they all available in the draft? No. Who signed as a free agent out of Europe and became a superstar? Everybody was drafted. Sabonis. Yeah, but they're not. That doesn't mean they're available. Was Kobe Bryant available? To the Lakers, yes. Right. Oh, does that mean they're available? No. Brian says, honestly, I'm not sure what I want from these last 26 games. I guess in my ideal world, big jumps from Kessler, Hendricks, and George. More minutes for Sensabaugh, plus Sexton and Marketing continue to cook. Defensive growth is greater than other growth, he says. All right. He's seen them lose a lot of games, giving up 125, 130 points. Enough of that. Those are all fine expectations. Can't really argue with any of them. I don't know that we're going to see Sensabaugh really develop. That's for next year, if at all? At least, even beyond that. Doesn't seem like he's getting much opportunity to develop, and there's got to be reasons. They're, they're doing what they're doing there. Chris says, I just want to see effort. Wins and losses are secondary. The beginning of the year, there was very little joy, and they were hard to watch. And then they got healthy. They started winning and having fun. After the trade, that all went away. With the exception of the last game against the Warriors, there was effort, focus, and a bit of joy, even in that loss. And that's what I want to see the rest of the season. Yeah, if you're saying that uh, at the beginning of the season, then you use the word they or a phrase, they got healthy. So that would uh, imply, you know, when you're a team that th- that is this bad, that if you have your best player or two out, you simply cannot overcome that because you're not that good to begin with. And so I think that was the situation. And then they did start to roll a little bit when they got particularly Lowry back, obviously. So what do we got going forward with him? Does he really want to have two years in a row where he's just sitting around to to help you get a 19-year-old? I mean, what is he, 26 now? A 19-year-old might as well be five to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because by the time he's 25 and ready yeah. to go, yeah. Lowry will be very interested in what trades are made in the offseason. Get some immediate help because the 19-year-old is going to take a while, and he's into his prime. It's go time now. Yeah, just it's just as far as life differences, 19 to 26, 
uh, you know, that, that was at seven years. It's a big difference between uh, uh, 48 and 41. That 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 scope, and you just not a lot of life changes going on there. Whereas right. nineteen to twenty six, everything changes a lot. Yeah, and you need to develop your game so massively, and you wonder, you know, how much you're pushing out. Does it take two, three years? Well, logically, and for most players, yeah, it does. You know, if you were fortunate enough to get one of those dudes who not, well, you're very, very lucky and fortunate, as I said. So you're going to need to have that. That pushes him at 28, 29, 30. I mean, you can, he's going to get his money either way. But at some point, you want to taste the experience of winning. Because that's an intoxication that is really unlike anything. Look at all of us, at any level of sport that we played, when we won, how we felt. In my case, if somebody, I can remember a kid who was, who was, uh, when we were juniors, he was left on the JV, and we were all surprised. And uh, so then we're seniors, he gets moved up to the varsity. And I don't remember the game, the, the opponent, but I can still see it in my mind. He comes up, and he was a little overweight, right? So he had that working against him because there's prejudice there. And he comes up in the bottom of the seven, that's what you play in high school. And he hits his runner on second base, his score's tied. And he hits a ground rule double. Well, what does that mean? Runner second's going to score. Right. And the game was tied? And Did he win it? Was this what? what yeah, yeah. Bottom of seventh. Walked it off. Right. And I remember my father, who was a janitor and worked the swing shift, would try to come over during the dinner break. Mm-hmm. And he'd try to time it. He couldn't be there for the whole game. And, the, and my father would have... Been, been there for the whole game if he could have. No question. No question. Right. right. So he would go for like the fifth inning or so. And everybody knew this kid had been overlooked and he's the kid you root for and yeah. now he's the hero my father came out on the field oh really yes <laughs> <laughs> didn't stay in the stands huh and rush in the field yeah i mean there really wasn't any stands no it's high school baseball people just There's standing three around to four just, rows of bleachers and, 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 and in our you go by uh uh this the the baseball field now dramatically different because mm-hmm. my school it was, it was brand new brand new yeah now it looks so much different it looks like a ballpark in those days it was a field nice field but and so he could just walk around the mm-hmm. end of the dugout you couldn't do that now but yeah and then so my point is man we were so excited we were intoxicated with winning and especially for this kid and he was on the student newspaper with me and so at the end of senior year uh, you got the seniors got to put something in, mm-hmm. and he put, and this was published, he put something along the lines, this is a paraphrase, that uh, uh, I will all the confidence to myself uh, that I had in myself to the coaches I played for who never had it in me. <laughs> <laughs> what a great shot. Yeah. It's acceptable, yeah, but it's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I will all the confidence I had in myself to all the coaches I played for who didn't have it in me. Yes. Yeah. I love that. that was, I don't know. That's not necessarily an exact that's quote. That's close enough. I get the, the point. But the impression. That is yeah. close enough. And this was a kid whose parents left him <laughs> in high school, literally left him and moved to Las Vegas. And so he was left with his grandmother. So that he could finish high school with and his And she was in failing health. Uh Right, so he took care of his, his grandmother. grandmother. Yes. And then the day after uh, high school, 
literally, we graduation the next day. He gets on his motorcycle because that's all he had, and he moved to Vegas, and he's lived there ever since. I don't know if you saw that picture with me with the long hair, and there's a bike motorcycle. And that's his bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But the point is, man, I remember that. This is so many years later. Just the intoxication of that moment. You're jumping up and down. You're yeah. going nuts. And and you everybody wants that. And if you whatever level you're at, you want that. So marketing is going to want that. Is it, you're going to get the money either way. The money's going to be there, right? He's going to be rich. He's going to make multi-millions. Whatever yeah. he wants to buy in, well, where is he from? Finland? Is that where he's, he's from? Yeah, and he's already yeah. made the multi-millions, yeah. and he's going to make more multi-millions in much right. bigger bunches. But they want to win. And so I just don't know that the draft fits with his timeline if, with a 19-year-old. Well, I get it. I totally get it. Because it doesn't. I mean, you say that, but what you mean is it doesn't. And that's because, with rare exceptions, it doesn't. But using the draft to get there, that can work. And that's probably what's going to happen, because they just added three picks. They're going to have two or three picks this year. They're going to have three picks next year. And they're not going to have eight or nine guys who are in their first three years on the roster. At some point, they're going to trade draft picks for a veteran or draft picks and a veteran for a veteran or veterans. It's going to happen. We don't have any idea when Trader Danny will make his moves whenever he feels the time is right. But what he's not going to feel is oh, the time is right to have uh, eight or nine guys who are 21 years old or younger. We will all be shocked if that happens. And I love the emphasis on shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Shoot. Question of the morning. The All-Star break is over. The Jazz are hosting the Hornets tonight. 6 o'clock pregame, 7 o'clock tip here on The Zone. What do you expect from from the Jazz the rest of the way? 500 ball at best, Rob says. Man, if they went 13 and 13 down the stretch, I think people will feel pretty good about that. I don't think that's where the expectation is. What's that, bring it to 39? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, they're 26 and 30 right now. Okay, well, we'll see. You know, I'm one of the ones you read there. I'm of the opinion, you know, this is, let's have some, let's show some toughness. So some mental toughness, some physical toughness, not cheap shotting and any of that stuff. But I like to call it hard nosedness. Just go out there and ball, man. You know, don't don't give me go through the motions. And I, anybody who goes through the motions, you're out of here. But somebody, and a collection of guys, not just somebody, but just just ball. Have fun and ball, because you you got to have fun, man. You're playing a game. You get, you're gonna go down to the local Y, and people are going down there playing for free because it's fun for them. They want to do it. So let's let's just do that, man. Play good, smart basketball the right way. We know what that is. It's it's a, it's an expanding definition. There's several words you could use to describe it, but I think we know when we see it. We do, and there's lots of ways to not do it, and there's a few key things you have to do if you want to do it. This team's been bad in transition defense in different stretches this season. Got to quit giving up 
the easy layups and dunks, especially after made hoops. Nobody thinks you're playing hard when you do that. How you screen, how you fight through screens, how you rebound. I did hear on the uh, Tuesday night game, the BYU game, the guy said uh, he missed a layup at the rim. Where else would you miss a layup? And then that, is it, is it Pete Gillen? Does the CBS stuff? Does the yes, yeah, Pete Gillen. Get the ball to big fella. Get the ball to big fella. Get the ball to big fella. <laughs> he says it about fifty times a game. all the time. This is not the seventies or eighties. He, right? he did a game last year, and you knew, noted all that. And when I was watching that game, oh, told you. and he was saying that stuff, yeah. I remember what you said last year. He's doing a game. I need the ball, big fella. <laughs> Post him up. We're watching the Aggies against uh, the Rams on Saturday. And I told my wife, I said, this guy, listen to him. That's all he said. And then for the first couple of minutes on Tuesday, it couldn't have been before the first media timeout. Hit the ball to Big Fella. Because <laughs> she said, man, that East Coast accent bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought it up. Because I were watching the game and I had it on. I'm, so she's in the kitchen and the TV's right there so she could hear it. Hit the ball to Big Fella. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, he's got a thick East Coast accent. Yeah, I know. And his basketball style is of when you, the big man was the most prominent player and you threw him the ball at all costs. Get the ball to big fella. <laughs> uh, so you made it said the easy layups reminded me of the whoever was. I think that's uh, Spatola guy. Is that his name? Chris Spatola. Yeah. That is Shashevsky's son-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. That's the... Like, they don't know how to say that. <laughs> I wondered what that was when I saw him. I'm like, how did this guy end up well, here already? And <laughs> So I wondered one night, and I literally just Googled his name. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, quick. Pops. Because <laughs> usually those guys go on, and usually I know about their playing career, right. their coaching career. They don't surprise me. I know why you're there, and I didn't know why he was there. Because they, they never say it, but that's... Yeah. His wife is... Mike's daughter. So, but watch if, if the next time Gillen does an Aggie game, hit the ball to big fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was BYU played a game on CBS Sports Network this, earlier this season, and it was like fifty times during the game. Yeah. Get it inside. Get the ball to the big fella. It's just, <laughs> coach, we get it. You know Patrick Ewing. We know yeah. Chris Mullen. In we his, know in his day. Ralph Sampson. We get it. You want to get the ball to big fella. And it's never he, he's gone like Delta, Delta Center. Center. He's eliminated. Yeah, it's well, just, it's what you did with this question. It just get the ball to Big Fella. The question on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. If you want to go throw throw in a comment there, uh, All Star Break is over. Not the All Star Break is over. You dropped it. All Star Break is over. I'm in lockstep with the people across the street. Well, except you did say in the next sentence, what do you expect from the Jazz the rest of the way? You didn't say, what do you expect from the Jazz rest of the way? Well, what be, do you expect from Jazz rest awkward. of the way? <laughs> I agree. I'm going to see I Bad agree. Bunny at Delta Center. <laughs> Bad news. It was last night. Right. It was good news. He spread the good news. All-Star break is over. What do you expect from the Jazz the rest of the way? Gary says, I expect more uneducated fans to ask for Angie and or Hardy to be fired. Uh, Angie? That doesn't make any sense. I'm thinking he transposed a letter. That's what I was thinking, but I read it. I read Angie. 
Because we know someone named Angie works for the club. I was no, like, no, no. that's pretty specific. And no, I realized, I oh, he can't spell Angie. He just right. got going too fast. And I didn't think of that. Dropped the I way late in the word. No, I immediately thought that he just transposed the letter and Angie being fired. I don't think Angie will ever be fired here. He'll decide when he wants to walk away. Yeah. Now, he turned 65 on St. Patrick's Day, actually, coming up. Uh, so... I don't know how much longer he wants to do it, but he's got he's got to make a commitment. I mean, he's he's got to be in it for another three to four years. You can't you can't tear it down and then walk away, off. right? You, gotta, you owe us. <laughs> you got you yeah you yeah well you owe us. You owe Ryan Smith, right? You got to build it back up, right? Yeah. If they got uh, into the playoff, and then he said, and he's sixty-seven, sixty-eight. He says, "Yeah, I've had enough." Okay, fine. But basically now. Once they let, got rid of the All Stars, he's got to be here. Unless he, let him, you know, unless he has some health issues, and right. hopefully he doesn't. We understand that. Uh, but yeah, he's got to be there. He's got to see the rebuild through to some degree. It'd be awesome if he saw it all the way. This would be the greatest story ever in sports. If they they trading their All Stars that were in the prime. Not at the end, not at the old trade them a year too early rather than a year too late type thing, yeah, but the in their threes. literal prime, and then six years later, seven years later, win the title. It would be the greatest story ever in sports. Who's done that in the NBA? In sports? I'm talking sports, man. And you're doing it in this the place? The baseball place. teams that have torn it down, they, I've got to think, baseball teams that have torn it down haven't unloaded all-stars in their prime. You keep My, thinking. Uh, the, the Marlins. That was the other apart. way around. Yeah, too far apart. <laughs> Didn't do it quite And yet. you're doing it in Miami. <laughs> this is not Salt Miami. Lake. But out of the blue twice. So, if he did it here, it would be the greatest story in sports. Step aside. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Which we just hit the 44th anniversary of. Somebody tweeted that out. I missed that tweet. Dang it. Yeah. Well, fortunately, I was here for you. <laughs> DJ PK, it is 97.5 The Zone. Uh, Mike Smith's going to be here at 9 o'clock. Coming up at 8 o'clock. Man, that's an ultimatum right there. But how do you argue with it? We'll get to that in 15 minutes right here on The Zone. And now, a look at traffic from the KSL Traffic Center. If you're on the 215 West Belt, your fastest way to get to the airport at I-80 is the ramp that is currently closed. So you're going to have to find a different way, Redwood Road or going up to 700 North and then turning back around and coming back down towards I-80. That's the biggest problem spot right now. You do have some usual delays over on the 201 Highway from Mountain View Corridor over to about uh, just before Bangador Highway. And if you're northbound on Bangador uh, coming away from I-80 down the Bluffdale Riverton area, you do have some slowing now approaching 126 south. With fresh snow comes fresh tracks at Murdoch Hyundai. Right now receive 0% for three years on the Tucson or Santa Fe. From the KSL Traffic Center, I'm Eric Butler at 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Accessing. 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. Mark Harlan, athletic director at the University of Utah. I would have bet that the Big 12 would have had you and BYU playing the final weekend of the season. They've got you playing on November 9th. Is that something that you guys liked or preferred? Don't ever want to speak for Tom, but where I was on it was that I wasn't wedded to it, and I want to maximize it for television because the Holy War deserves it. So I just told the Big 12, and obviously Tom was in agreement, that let's just put it at a place that's great. You know, we're aspirational to be in Dallas for that championship game. I'm sure BYU is too. And, uh, you know, maybe playing that rivalry game quickly was in my mind. But at the end of the day, if they put it there, we would have said, let's go. But I think, you know, what we said was we're not wedded to that. And folks were maybe for that or against that in the community. But, you know, I think it's just a few weeks before that now, right where it fell. And I imagine it'll be a real primetime type telecast. Catch Hanson Scotty weekdays from noon to three on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. So, 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 so. The band of the day today. Oh, Yach's playing fast and loose with the rules today. I see. I see hey, you working here, Yach. I get, I'm at, have my hands on the controls. We're going to have some fun. The band of the day today is the best of the 2000s. It's in honor of the Utah Jazz having 2000s nights. They're celebrating each of the five decades in the 50th year of the club. And so they're going to have D. Will, Carlos Boozer, Mehmet Okur, Andre Kirilenko in. So Yach's going with... His favorites from the 2000s is brought to you by Live Nation. For all of the live concerts and events in 2024, check out LiveNation.com. PK, just yesterday we were talking about... uh, Just yesterday morning? (laughs) Just yesterday morning, yes. (laughs) We were talking about the college football playoff off the air. And we're talking about uh, 12-team playoffs and the pluses and minuses and what we want to see and what we don't want to see. And now here comes the story that although the 12-team playoff hasn't debuted, and they're going to do it for two years here at the end of the deal, they're already talking about a 14-team playoff. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I think the way to bet is, yeah, it will. More games equals more money. That's two years away, though. Yep. What are we worried about that for? Aren't we just going to 16? Aren't they just edging their way there? Get Let's there, go. Get there when you get there, though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's – I'm not worried about what's going to happen in, in, in 2026. Get it down not to – Get it down to – get it to 14 teams, and then the SEC and the Big Ten get the only buys. Everybody else, play ball. Guess you get a couple home games and make more money if you're three and four. Yeah, but who knows what – I just don't even know that we'll have an SEC and a Big Ten by then. What do you think we're going to have? Who knows? Put it all in a big pot. I don't know. I I, I don't have any solutions. But I, I think they're going to come to some form of degree of common sense. And there'll be... Uh, some regionality to it. It's it, you're you're heading to a pro model. Yes, you've got a foot and a half in already, not a toe, but a foot and a half. The line is being crossed over and over again. Y- yeah, and you look at you look at television. You know, we didn't go from the uh, I Love Lucy to whatever. Uh, married with children to whatever's out there today uh, overnight. Standards, in this case, depending on your point of view, could say you got lowered and lowered from from a couple sleeping in separate beds 
to who knows now what, right? And But you didn't go from one extreme to the other. It took a bit. And so it was your it senses ev- were dulled. It evolved, yeah. and this and, is going to evolve. Yeah, and it's going to be a pro model. So get on with it. And that's the direction it's going. These young folk are getting paid. In some cases, they're making... Life-changing they're, money. They're making the, the second highest paid player or person on the staff in the program Bye. behind the coach, yeah. the head coach. And so you're going to have some some receivers coach. I'm making twice as you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the way quarterback compensation is going and the yeah. things we're seeing. Yeah. Right. Making more than all the position coaches. It's me and the coordinators. Let yeah. me check what, and see if I'm just in front or just behind. The receivers coach, what's his name, Witted over there? He's a younger fellow. I mean, you can look it up to see what he's making. But this Dorian Singer, oh, my gosh. I mean, this is like Jerry Rice and and Terrell Owens and Michael Irvin, if you listen to some folks on the social media that you got. I mean, he had uh, he ended nothing last year. But the year before, he had 1,200 yards. Jeez, he, he's going to have 2,500 yards this year if you listen to him. Well, what did it take to get him here? It's conceivable he's making more money than the position coach. How much is it? And there's no question that, in my mind, that Rising is making more than Ludwig. The numbers we've seen for Rising? They're one, astounding. 1.5? Yeah. And the Utah well, coordinators? told... Yeah, not from just this or that, but everything together. So he's got money that's coming in through the collective, and you hear that number sometimes. But he's got money that his reps are getting for doing advertising or whatever that yeah. isn't the same as that money. Right. So there's two pots of money, and you got to add them together. That's when you know you're making money when that's it's coming it. in from a various forms of streams, not just one where you go to work and you punch in, and eight hours later you punch out. You ain't making money there. It's not how it works. Yeah. yeah so good. Good for that. But that, that's where we're going, so get there already. I've been saying for years, question for the student-athletes, was especially in basketball, because that's when they would do it in the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament. Questions for the student-athletes. Bring out the, blue, bring out the blue curtains and the blue carpet. Yeah, a guy like Marketing who was there in August and then left in March. Set up the stage. At the U of A. Is he really a student-athlete? <laughs> for two semesters. Well, maybe one. Because once you know you're gone, you don't have to get the grades in the second There's, one. Well, he knew he was gone the day he stepped right. foot there. It was just some requirement that they needed because to do. Because the NBA's got the rule yeah. about 19. He's a seven-footer, can move and shoot and like that. Of course he was going to go play in the NBA. He had known that for years, which is why the U of A gave him money in the first place. And so, uh, way to go. I got no problem with that. But I always I would sit there. I mean, I covered... Dozens of NCAA tournaments over the years and questions for the student-athletes. These guys are not questions. They're not student-athletes. All of this leads to an ultimatum. Don't complain. If you don't like it, get out. Who said it and why? We'll get to that next.